are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. We are very excited today to be hosting our mentor and teacher, one of my spirit sisters and guides, we have Tracy Griffiths with us here today. Welcome, Tracy. Thank Welcome. you. Um, so please tell us who you are. Give us a little introduction about what you do. And um, yeah, let us know what's going on. So I am really happy to be here, first of all. It's pretty fun to see something new unfold. I love new beginnings. And... I've been in the healing arts for over 30 years. I started as a massage therapist, and that road has many turns, <laughs> many different ways of going about being a healing arts therapist or helper, or whatever you want to call it. And so through my journey, just learning massage therapy, I was introduced to so many other modalities that I still continue to do. So there's a lot to the story of how I got here and who I am. And I think who I am is a helper, someone who likes to see people manifest in their lives and have their vision come to fruition, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all, it's all together starting this work in 1988, I was kind of like on the front lines of the movement that we're in now in our world, in the world of integrative healing arts and integrative medicine, if you will. So it's a really exciting time for someone like me who's been doing this for so long to be actually invited into the more mainstream medical world. And so I do a lot of things that's a big question. Who am I? What do I do? Um, how I got here and, and whatnot. So it depends on what road you want to go down as we talk today, where, where you'd like to focus. Right. I think today in particular, polarity would be a good place to start. We know you do tons of other things, but uh, that's a good place to start for today. Excellent. Excellent. So I was introduced to polarity therapy through my training as a massage therapist. And I'll back up a little bit. Like one of the things that perpetuated me into wanting to become a practitioner of the healing arts was this idea that energy follows thought. And before I even thought about being a massage therapist, I was studying the power of our thought, the power of how we create everything through what we're thinking and that our emotions are subsequent to our actions and our thoughts. And so how does this all fit together? And I studied this thing called Silva mind control, which is like, now they call it Silva method, which is a meditation practice that helps you again, come back to what am I thinking about? What am I focusing on? How do I manifest my life around my thoughts? And I used this through my career as a massage therapist. That's how I, I would kind of conjure how I wanted my practice to go, how many clients I wanted to see every week, how I wanted my career to, to thrive. And I always wanted to study energy. I wanted to be more connected to energy and like, what is energy and how do we use it? And how can I help people energetically? And it was just this big question mark. And polarity therapy was just 
introduced to me in a, in a way that I could finally hear it. And so I went to uh, an intro and the premise was, guess what? Energy follows thought. And the foundation of polarity therapy is energy. And the creator of this work, Dr. Randolph Stone, was this alchemist who worked with, and like I look, I consider myself kind of an alchemist in my work. So it's looking at how we help each other physically, mentally, emotionally, physically, through movement, through sound, through touch, through conscious languaging, through a little bit of counseling, through nutrition, all of these things just coming together, polarity therapy. So it's like the perfect fit for someone like me. And I bet for many who are on this path of discovery and wanting to just let that curiosity keep leading them towards the path of whatever it is that they're choosing to go through and helping people along the way. Right. So polarity is more than just energy work. It's, it's an integrative lifestyle. Exactly. And that's what Dr. Stone, I'd love to talk a little bit about him because he's the founder. And I believe when we honor where things come from, we can have a deeper sense of them. Yeah. So, so Dr. Randolph Stone was actually born in Austria. And I love this part of the story. When he was born, he was actually a stillborn. And they didn't think he was going to make it. And they were getting ready to take him to be buried out. And they lit the candles and the whole thing. And he started breathing. And I have the sense that, and I've read a lot of books where people talk about near-death experiences and the download that they get from like being here and there and and then coming back with another depth of purpose in life. So I think that was like, wow, what a, what a way to come in, right? And so his family moved here to the United States, he, I believe in like Wisconsin or Chicago area, Midwest. And he didn't speak English. He learned to speak English by reading the Bible. And he was a, a man of, you know, very meager means. You know, he was a day laborer. He was, he studied, and he studied spirituality, and he wanted to just help people. And so whatever he, little he earned, he was always giving it away to someone who needed it more. And he set out to be a minister. And he wanted to just help people. That was his, like, that's why I'm here. And so he studied everything he could get his hands onto when it came to health and wellness. So he studied Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic tradition and medicine, yoga, nutrition, chiropractic, naturopathy, osteopathy, cranial sacral therapy. He, like whatever he could get his hands on, he studied it. Even the more mystical, this is why I love polarity therapy, the more mystical practices like astrology and hermetic medicine. And so he put this all together and he came to this awareness. It's all about energy. You know, that's like, oh, you're speaking my language, Dr. Stone. And so he said, if energy's not moving, if we're stuck somewhere in our expression of, of a movement, of a thought, of an emotion, if there's something that we keep looping in, a pattern, what have you, energy, what happens? It gets stuck. It, it, it starts maybe moving in a direction we don't want it to go. We start not feeling so great. And so this work helps us at the core level of like the energetic you know, think of the pebble dropping in the water and the rippling out and how we related to whatever that trauma was or that instance that was maybe a challenge or whatever it is that even the good stuff and how we relate to that. So 
Dr. Stone had this way of working with people that was very uh, right to the point. He did a lot of manual work and he didn't really teach. This is polarity. This is how you do it. People learned polarity by watching him. And his first book was actually written for the medical community. It was called Energy. And because he he has this like scientific way of working with people that's helping them get well. And it was kind of around the time when the pharmaceutical industry just like started really getting traction. So do you think the medical community really wanted to hear what he had to say? Not really. But luckily, some people who were really interested in his approach would watch him and follow him and, and take his classes. And from direct transmission, and that's how this is all passed down, they were able to garner the jewels of his work and make it more like a a structured way of learning. And so polarity therapy has this kind of underground, like a lot of people don't know what it is. But I love to ask the question, you know, when you think of that word polarity, what comes to mind? Balance, opposition, neutral, negative, positive. Exactly. Exactly. And like, like you look at a battery and you see the positive and the negative on the battery. There's a charge of both. And so, and it's like the duality of life, you know? So what I love about Dr. Stone, and this could sound kind of out there, there's this macrocosmic experience, you know, being here on this plane on, on the earth and there's like the big picture. And then there's the microcosmic experience, like what's going on in your cells, what's going on in the atoms, and there's a positive, negative, and neutral charge to how it all works, <laughs> how like the big and the little work. So drawing from yoga, you know, we say a lot of times, you know, what happens on your mat is a reflection of what's going on in your life. Right. And so we help people find, I love that you said neutrality around the charges in life, whether they be good or bad and, and finding a way to honor them and, and just let the experiences of whatever be digested through our system, whether it be a physical sensation or a thought or a feeling or a memory, however it's packaged so that there's a new perspective around it and then it can be digested and then we can go on to the next thing, you know? So it's this constant like balance act, which we all, we all need that. And, And so yeah, I think polarity therapy ha- could could be a very simple concept, and then we can get very complicated, and then go back to the simplicity of it. Very cool. Yeah, and people love it. You know, like I know some of you, y'all, y'all have been in a polarity <laughs> class, and you've had your experiences, and and continue working with people. I think it would be great to hear what your relationship with the work has been maybe you want to say something Casey sure before we get into that uh, Tracy also helps run a school where uh, Casey and I actually met so the class that she's referring to is from from the school that's right yeah Life Energy Institute IPSPE at Life Energy at Life Energy Institute and we've been teaching this polarity program there for over 25 years Incredible, and so it's been a it's been a small dose and maybe a a very long curriculum for some body workers, and and then some body workers take the class and they go, that's what I've been, that's what I want, right? And that's what happened for me after being a body worker for like ten years. I found polarity therapy, and I was like, this is a cool way of working with people. 
I like it. It's so, so cool. what do you love yeah. about it? Part of what is amazing for me is that I also am very integrative. I'm very interested in cross disciplines, right? And so when I discovered that not only was Dr. Stone like an osteopath or a naturopathic doctor, and he studied Eastern medicine, he studied Ayurveda, he studied Chinese medicine, he studied meridians and acupuncture points. I was like, oh, holy cow, this is really cool. Somebody bringing it all together because I inherently know that it's all interconnected, right? But he's made those connections and is now sharing it. So it's, it is a rich, deep world polarity. You can go kind of in any direction with it. I'm very interested in learning more about like the elements, right? As they are ether and air and fire and water and earth. And there are associated lines for all of those elements in the body. And I've started incorporating that into my work, even if I'm just teaching a yoga class, right? And we're picking a mudra, right? Which which finger you touch your thumb to is a polarity line. And so I'm telling my classes, you know, pick a finger, any finger, it could be different fingers on each hand. And then that informs you something about what's going on for your body today in this moment. So great. I love hearing that. The elements are my favorite too. And it's, to me, it's the easiest way to work with people because it's not, there's some psychological things happening, of course, yet it's a way of working with someone elementally without the psychology and like, not a lot of like complication. It's so simple to work with the elements and people, whether they've taken a class on elements or they know about the chakras, they still know the elements. So if someone came in and they had an issue with, you know, they're late all the time or their knees and their colon and their neck maybe are challenging or they're really scattered or, you know, you just think of things like, what does that person need? Earth, (laughs) they need to slow down and ground and be connected to with a different pace and each element has its own flavor or pace or color or food or sense or you know it goes on and on so um i I consider myself the kindergarten teacher of polarity therapy (laughs) I, i keep it really fun and let the work be the profound part of it and give the experience, like give space for the experience to to happen in the classroom and and for my clients too. And we say that this work is a co-creative process. You know, it's not just like a practitioner doing something to a client. It's like, we're both in this together. We're creating a session together. That's going to honor you. Why are you, what's important for you? And so there's, there's this dialogue that we have with our clients so we can really hold space and honor as much of the story as we we can without getting too much in the story. Yeah. That's really great. What else do you want to know? Could go in any direction. That's what you said. (laughs) I'm sort of curious for maybe our audience who hasn't experienced polarity, what a typical session, not that there is necessarily a typical session, but what might somebody experience or expect if they're receiving a polarity therapy session? That's good. Well, I think it starts with why are they coming? Like what made them decide I need to get a session? Like, was it a pain in their body? Was it a challenge that they were having somewhere in their life? 
maybe it's maybe rising up to the occasion for a challenge that's you might necessarily be negative it's like a new job or a new relationship or whatever it is so it's like why they came and and the client and the practitioner usually talk a little bit about what we say framing the issue or like let's be really clear why you came what do you need support around so i ask that question and i watch and i listen and i watch how they express themselves how they're holding themselves and they're in their body and how they're communicating, giving me some more clues about their, maybe their constitution. If they have a lot of, say, air or ether and they need more grounding, they need, or maybe they're very fiery, just looking at all of that. And then I'll say, all right, so we're clear about why you came. This is it. So we frame the issue. And then we have the client, they stay clothed, uh, wear, wearing comfortable clothes that they can move in. Uh, they come lie on the table and again, getting comfortable with positioning on the table. So they're supported just like a massage. So maybe a bolster on their knees or just looking, just continually looking at our clients way they even got on the table. Everything is everything. And then I'll just let the client know I'll, I'll be walking around your space a little bit just to get to know you. And we're still in this communicative way with our session. So please tell me if there's anything that's uncomfortable or if you get an aha or an awareness that you want to share, I'd love to hear it. Sometimes me as the practitioner, I'll have maybe something come to me through my intuition. Maybe I'll hear something or just something comes through and it seems interesting. Is it okay if I share that with you? Always asking permission. Because sometimes when you say something to a client that, that comes through intuitively, or maybe you feel something kinesthetically, maybe you hear something auditorily. Sometimes, you know, I know practitioners that can even sense energy through the sense of smell. So uh, whatever channel that you're on. And when we make a reference to, you know, XYZ that maybe just got downloaded or however you want to say that, that can open the door for the the client to have a connection to, you know, like, let's say I'm touching a shoulder and I see, you know, maybe like a tumble down a stairway and I can say, you know, I'm feeling this thing. I get this image, blah, blah, blah. And the client could say, oh my gosh, when I was three years old, I fell down the stairs and I felt, you know, alone. And, and we can go into like what didn't get digested from a memory and that's held in the body. That could, that's a possibility. So it could be however it goes. No session is ever the same. Yet we have protocols that address the client elemental way and a connective tissue, cranial kind of way and a structural way. So we've got a lot of tools in our toolbox to address just about anything. It's like the, picking the, the one. <laughs> that's probably the hardest part, but there's a lot of trust. The more you do, the more you trust yourself, the, the, the freer you can be in the work within the structure that we have. It's a lot of words. <laughs> you touched on something and I want to go into a little bit more depth on it. You talked about intuition and how people receive messages in different ways. And because there is a tangible way of processing things where people need hard evidence to know something is real, more with intuition, in, in my opinion, is creative and expansive. And you don't limit yourself to just what you see and what's in front of you. There's more to it than that. There's sometimes people see things and feel things. And 
it's in my opinion not necessarily a gift people aren't born with special intuitions yeah you may perceive intuition in a different way but everyone has it and i feel like it's innate in everybody people just need to know that it's possible for them them to do that and to feel things and see things i agree and i think this kind of work helps develop that you know taking the time to sit and learn very basic energetic principles for your own you know whether you're a practitioner or a client i teach what i teach my students, I teach that to my clients so they can have more of a seniority of how they're experiencing life energetically. And we don't realize how sensitive we are. And yes, I think if we were uh, nurtured, if our intuition was nurtured or we were validated, a lot of times the invalidation of what we see, feel, think happens. And so we kind of squash that part of ourselves. And so I think through any kind of healing work, polarity therapy, whatever you want to do, it requires that the practitioner take that time to just honor what they sense and feel and not think they have to get anything right, but nurturing those uh, influences that we're sensitive to. And, and you know, giving, giving these tools to our clients is just as important because we're the effect of energy. It just happens. You could walk into a room and you felt that there was something like an argument or something going on before you get in there. You could walk into like a store and you feel like something's off in here. And and maybe like five minutes before there was someone running around in the, this happened to me, you know, running around like being unruly and kind of threatening and the workers are still like, what just happened? You know, so honoring that we have the ability without hard evidence and just like being open is a start. Definitely. And as a therapist, it's really important for me to empower my clients because you're with them for an hour, maybe an hour and a half for a session. And they have the rest of their day, let alone the rest of their lives to really figure out what is going on with them. Yes. And so I feel like empowering them and giving them some tool where they can start looking at themselves and looking into their lives to see where, things may be stuck where energy isn't moving is super important for them to feel and know that they have the ability to take care of themselves. I love that. I love that you said that. We all need that. I need that for sure. And we ultimately, we are as therapists, we're instructors, whether it's a one-on-one client or you're teaching a whole group. Um, we want to give tools that empower people. And that's where it all starts for me, you know, back to like, why do I do this? Because I want people to be empowered and full of health and vibrancy and happiness because the other way sucks, (laughs) you know, and there's enough of that. Um, And that's why I got into this. I started as a newspaper reporter and that's what my, my degree in college was journalism. And I worked for a newspaper and I was like, am I really going to do this? Am I going to be a reporter and just pipe back in the bad news? That's not what I'm here for. And I was like, no, this is not happening. And I was just graduated from college. I was at a newspaper for a couple of months. And I was like, I got to find another way. And while I was going through college, I was actually a cocktail waitress. And I would give little mini massages to my friends while we were waiting for our drinks. (laughs) 
And the bartenders and the other cocktail waitresses, they would hire me to give them sessions. Like on, I was used, I would put people on the floor. I used like not the right massage oil and I just kind of made it up. And there was this one bartender and he said, you should be a massage therapist. You're really good at this. Like you've got something. And I was a martial artist and I had this whole like very athletic background. And I remembered that he planted that seed and it was like, I was up to here with that job as a reporter. And I was like, I heard about this massage school that teaches Tai Chi and I got to find that place. Where is this place? And that was when phone books were, you know, I looked in the phone book and called them up and they said, yes, Tai Chi is our curriculum. And we start a new program next Wednesday. And I didn't even go to the intro. I just signed up. I said, okay. And then I got in my car and I said, I'm going to quit this job. I was a gymnastics teacher as well. And so I drove to this new gym that I heard about and my car just got me there. It was so weird because it was like hidden somewhere in Canoga Park. I'm like, I'm going to find that place. And I walked in and the owner of the gym, beautiful gym, was choreographing a floor routine. And one of the other teachers who was there recognized me from a past gymnastic, gymnastic coaching gig I had. And he, welcome, come on in. And that's Debbie, the choreographer. And so she comes over and says hello. And I said, you guys need a PR director? They're like, yeah, we need a PR director. That was my thing, journalism, public relations. And she hired me on the spot. And I said, I can't work Wednesdays or Sundays because I have my massage training. And she said, okay. And then she said, where did you see the ad? I'm like, no, I didn't see an ad. They put an ad in the newspaper that I worked for, for a public relations director. I'm like, okay, so that's intuition. That's following the energy. And if it's not right, you got to make it right and follow what's in your heart and trust. So that's, that's a good full circle. I think Mm -hmm. that's an inspiring story. I feel like one of the things that we as helpers, I like you calling what you do helping is on opening up people's way of seeing and thinking and interacting with their experience in this lifetime. It's like, you know, through certain conditioning, we think we are only what we can see, smell, touch, taste, and feel. And that we have to do this amount of school and then get this job and then meet this person and have this kind of relationship and that it should all look like this bang, 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 bang. And in reality, we're missing the whole point of our interconnectedness by assuming that we know the trajectory of something. And so I feel like that was a beautiful representation of how you allowed yourself to go on this journey. You weren't locked into an idea, right? And maybe I've experienced that in polarity is like this unlocking, this opening that happens throughout the body through this balancing of the elements and the poles. And it kind of cleans, it's clean, it's a cleansing. It's like tabula rasa. It like clears the slate and then allows us to grow what is actually wanting light and water and fertilization. I love that. So beautiful, Casey. I'm so glad that's recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you about your favorite polarity experience as a practitioner. Hmm. Well, I have two of them. It's kind of the same. So as I was bridging my 
career from massage therapist into polarity therapist, I have had this like integration, continuing integration of these modalities. And I remember it was kind of like a season of babies of like pregnancy clients, clients that were pregnant and three of them, all three of them, their babies were supposedly going to be breached. And so I I was, they asked me if I would help them with their babies turning around. I'm not going to reach in and turn around. I'll talk to the baby and, and give you some ideas of why this might be happening. And so uh, those were my favorite stories of helping women's babies turn in the right direction for birth. And because of, you know, how I held the space and energetically connected with the baby and the mom and, and helping them realize it was different for each one. But the, the b- bottom line was the mom was afraid and the baby was like, I'm not coming out. You're afraid and you got to take care of me and I'm staying right here. It's comfortable and warm and, you know, this is where I'm safe. And when the moms made relationship with their fear and were able to have that conversation with their baby and me talking to the baby and doing a little bit of these very simple, like restorative yoga poses to help with gravity and helping the babies turn around. I think those are my favorite like my fondest. And then just watching people's lives unfold. And sometimes I'd work on someone and maybe never see them again. And I know that there was a pebble that dropped and it rippled out. We say this thing, the session starts when you walk out the door after your session. It happens when you go out into life because we're kind of rearranging, repatterning, opening up, cleansing, clearing, exactly what you said. And then you go do your life and you're rearranged in a different pattern. So you're going to meet life differently. You're going to make different decisions. People are going to respond to you differently. And so it's the, the after the session stories that I love to hear, you know, seeing people like go from, you know, a place in their life that was really challenging to overcoming and being prosperous and successful and seeing people like unfold in front of your eyes. So that's like a big Big answer to your small question. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my favorite thing about what I do. So I know that you do more than polarity, to put it mildly. And you're wearing a shirt that says Urban Zen Integrative Therapy Program. So I'm uh, I'm curious. I know about Urban Zen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of, of doing my Urban Zen training. And I wondered if you would talk a little bit about what Urban Zen is and anything that feels relevant and important. I feel like you as a polarity healer, as a craniosacral therapist, are bringing this work into the mainstream. And that is one of the things that is so exciting to me. Mm, thank you. It is exciting. So the Urban Zen Integrative Therapy Program began out of a wish, a desire of the husband of Donna Karen, the fashion designer. And he had been through a very deep challenge of cancer. And he went through the process of his end-of-life care with Donna Karen's support of aromatherapy, of nutrition, Reiki, massage therapy, yoga, 
John Karen is a lifelong yogi and his dying wish. And, and it was actually what supported him and helped him the most were these modalities that I just described to you. And his dying wish was actually to take care of the nurses because of how hard they work and how there's so much burnout in the medical field. And so she took that wish to heart and she teamed up with her best of the best favorite people, favorite products to combine this integration of yoga, in-bed movement, specific propping of someone while they're in a hospital bed so they can be more comfortable. The, the simplest thing you would think of. Young Living Essential Oils, Reiki, contemplative, bearing witness, end-of-life kind of care. And we put these modalities together, and I was actually part of the, the beginning of this um, which is another great story. I don't know if we have time for it, but I'll tell you if you want. And we put these modalities together and layered them. And now we have trainings that teach not only self-care, it's, it all starts with self-care. And that's, that's the beginning. So we teach people these very simple yoga moves that pretty much anybody can do. We teach you how to put yourself up in a specific shape and with props to help you with easing any challenge you could think of being in a hospital, which would be pain, anxiety, insomnia, nausea, constipation, and exhaustion. So we help support people in those challenging moments for the patient, for the caregiver, the nurses, the care partner, we like to say, for family members. And so this training began in 2009, and I actually helped develop the essential oil curriculum and that modality and how to weave that into the other modalities. And so this movement has been gaining momentum over the past 10 years now. And we're in different hospitals around the country, um, here in Los Angeles at UCLA, Motion Picture Television Fund. We've got a big training in Ohio and they're at Ohio State University Hospital in different kind of care centers, big, big training in New York. And there's a, a couple of really big hospitals that are taking this into their culture because they see how much it's needed. It's so beautiful. And so we train lay people, you know, we have a training at Yoga Works that is starting March, 2019. And our clinical hours are actually at the hospital. And it's an amazing thing to learn these simply profound, profoundly simple modalities, layering them together and just make such a difference in someone's day, whether it be someone going through chemotherapy and they're just miserable and offering them an oil and uh, an essential oil that just lifts their spirit and then helping them get in a more comfortable position and having them breathe in a way that can really make a difference in just about every feeling that they're going through and lay your hands on them and do some Reiki, which is, you know, energy work, which not a lot of, not a lot of difference of polarity therapy. So, and this holding space bearing witness. So we do, we do a lot in that realm. And then we're also taking it out into, you know, not the hospital setting so much, but in the corporate setting and getting people healthy and instilling the self-care, which takes practice and discipline, but it's for you. You know, it's, it's up to you ultimately. And before we get into those situations where we are so challenged, you know, have the tools because we're all going to get there someday. That's what Donna Karen would say. Like, we're all going to end up 
being taken care of at some point? Why not have the tools for ourselves so we can navigate those waters a lot, a lot easier? So it's really exciting. Uh, we've trained over, I think, 900 or 1,000 urban Zen integrative therapists around the country. Maybe it's a little more. We've trained 300 employees of UCLA. And so nurses on the, on the floor and doctors and social workers and respiratory therapists and all kinds of people take this training. And so they can walk into a room and address the whole room, the family members, the patient, and just be with them in a different way that gives them more possibility for their system, back to this holistic approach, can be more relaxed and supported for their wellness and their well-being, even if it's they're on their way out and holding space for those who are transitioning in their families, but like give them the comfort mm-hmm. and the dignity and the listening for you know their 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 exit. So we're in the prenatal and and delivery, and and then we're at the hospice and the end of life. And so bringing these modalities together has been a joy for me. I love what we really didn't talk about so much is aromatherapy and the desire for me to share this natural, organic way of bringing nature into such a sterile, weird environment, like in a hospital. It's so weird in a hospital, right? So, and I'm, I'm going to go to one in a little while. That's why I'm wearing this. But to bring this like natural essence that people can just lean into and, and have a new patterning and their emotional reality through their sense of smell. And then utilizing that with these other modalities just makes it so much richer. So that's a big part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I believe in people becoming empowered with the simplest things that can make such a huge positive impact in their well-being. And I think it's super important too, because there's people out there that only trust traditional Western medicine, and then they go to the extreme opposite where they don't want to touch traditional medicine, then they'll only go in the Eastern direction or the esoteric direction. And so bringing the two together, integrating them and creating a a marriage between the two where you're working into both is really important for people to know that that's possible. You don't have to go Mm. too extreme in one direction. They can work together to create wellness and health. And we have to do that. We need both. We really need both, and we're, we we don't want to take anything away from each of these poles. It's, again, it's polarity, right? And so we're integrating and finding balance and common sense, and I don't want to use the word titration, but that's coming through, just this modulation of having both, and they support each other. Uh, a very dear friend of mine has been through a lot of medical stuff through an injury and modern, you know, Western medicine saved his life. And he's being supported by what we do in urban Zen and essential oils and simple little movements. And it helps, they help each other. And so not for anyone to feel threatened, but to be knowing that we need to integrate. And it's not just one thing. It's not just polarity. It's not just nutrition. It's not just essential oils. It's not just yoga. It's all of it together with your human intelligence of common sense and grounding and resource. Healing is a spectrum. Yeah. And it takes a village. 
And it takes a You know, we all need each other. Of course we do, right? We need our senses. And when you were talking about smell and aromatherapy, it made me think about the fact that smell is invisible and that that is probably a way in to understanding of energy. I love that you said that. Beautiful. So it's, it is profound and I'm, and I'm, you know, utilizing oils in my life and they are lovely and I'm starting to, you know, like educate others about them, that it, it doesn't just smell good. There's medicinal benefits. This is herbal medicine. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's great. It's a gift. I'm excited. Maybe one day we'll do an interview just on that was the aromatherapy and essential oils and how yeah. people can use them for their benefit in such a simple way. Yeah. Casey Ooh. touched on your story a little bit with me, but I haven't heard it. So yeah, we want to dedicate one to that because you know how important that is to you. That'd be great. I would love for that. Sure. Well, thank you so much. And you know that we are a tribe or we are a collective, I will say a collective, and we all have resources for each other and we just have to ask. And uh, one of the things I do, I'll just wrap it up, is this thing called dream coaching and helping people make their dreams come true. And we have this dream team and you guys are on my dream team and I'm on your dream team and your listeners uh, know that whatever you're choosing to create if you just ask for some help and tell someone what your dream is, they're going to get excited because of your passion and they'll do whatever because they want to help you. So as you guys go on your journey of your podcast and your project, just keep asking and you're going to get exactly what you need really quickly. <laughs> is there a better woman for the job? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> So as you wrap up, Tracy, really quickly, just reiterate, where can we find you? Where are you located? Any contact information you'd like to share with the listeners? Sure. MyLEI.org, M-Y-L-E-I.org. That is our massage school where you can learn more about polarity therapy trainings, cranial sacral trainings, aromatherapy trainings. And if people want to get me directly, you can go to my website, aromayogaguide.com. Com. And I actually have a free meditation download that you can get. It's right at the top of the front page. And there are tools that we talked about that can help you ground and have seniority over your space energetically and a little bit of polarity and aromatherapy together. So you can get that. MyLEI.org or AromaYogaGuide.com. Tracy, you're such an inspiration. I have chills head to toe. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. So grateful. Thank, thank you, you, Tracy. Thank you. thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.